She's live. She's recording. Hello. Hi guys, welcome back to Love You Bye Podcast. Today we are here with two of our recent friends, <laughs> recent friends that we met that helped that helped us throw our season two launch party. We have Matthew and Nesh. Say what's up, y'all. What up? What up, gang? How are we doing? Oh, it's good. Okay, this is so exciting. So yeah, like Hannah said, they helped us do our whole season two launch party, and we went to them with the idea in April, and then. The party came to life in June. Yes. So, so like, how did, how did you meet Matthew and Nash? So yeah, it was one night I came home and Laura, my, my roommate was like, I was saying like, I want to do a party. And she's like, why don't you hit up Nesh and Matthew? And I was like, oh my God, that's such a good idea. But I didn't know you guys that well. Is that and what we're just don't... known for? Like people are just like, yeah, we <laughs> yeah. just throw a party. And how we met was through my Great college friends, Tennessee friends. Yeah, yeah. But you guys are definitely known in Nashville as like the party, th- like the party guys. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. No, it's so good. Is it a good thing? All right, it's a cool. great thing. Yeah, it's your thing. How long have you guys been in Nashville, by the way? Uh, Eight years. What? Yeah, eight years now. We're well, in high school here, right? Yeah, I'm originally from California, though. Okay. Yeah. I think I knew that. What yeah. about you, Matt? Five. Yeah. Five years. So, well, five in September. Okay, so. and you guys see yourself here for a while, right? Yeah, we're going to turn this shit up for like the next 10 years. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Oh, let's That's go. Yeah, we, yeah. Got okay. a, we got a mission. So can you tell the listeners how you two met? Yeah, sure. Oh, uh, shit. This is a crazy story. Yeah, actually. I was like, I'm like trying to think of it. Oh, yeah. This is a really good story. <laughs> okay, great. Well, okay. So do you want to, I feel like weird because I don't know if, oh, not weird, but like disrespectful. Like, should you tell it or should I tell it? <laughs> I mean, it's your story. Like, you can tell it. You can tell it. You can tell it. You want me to tell it? I'll just like chime in when okay, I get okay, to it. Let's yeah. both tell it. All right. And back. go back to like how many years ago? Okay. This is all right. I don't even think it's been two years. Has no, bro. Years? You missed the I'm gonna start. Cause All you right. forgot to, he already forgot to start. Should I be offended that he forgot the start of our love story? No. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. So it was the year 2019, and I was my first like job in Nashville. So I started to bartend at this place called Old Line, where it is now Vibes. It used to be Southside. Like Vibes Lounge, like right next to Tin Roof, that like crazy fucking like nightclub. It's, right. it's like you don't know about it because we don't do parties there. So oh right, yeah. right, copy. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> so I started bartending there and helping with DJ programming, which is why I moved to Nashville. And this company called Clean Boy Promotions came and did a party at the Old Line. And that was where Nash was working at the time. We actually met there. I was just a bartender. He was with them. All we said was like, what's up? And we were cool. But like, not cool like you two are cool or like we're cool now. We were right. just cool. Like if I saw him, I'd be like, yo. <laughs> so I'd see him every now and again. And like, I followed his story because I had him on Instagram. And I just followed his story, like everything he was doing, like with, especially with like sobriety and stuff. Because I just thought it was interesting. Um, were you drinking at the time? Oh, yeah. Okay, you were, like, partying. But, Nash, so was, but Nash was sober. Nash had been sober, yeah. Yeah, I've been sober. I'll be sober six years, August 26th. That's amazing, six years. Okay. Yeah. So then wow. you met him, okay. and you were following his story. Yeah, his following Instagram his story stories. and everything. And I went through some shit and essentially, like, finally admitted that I was alcoholic. And I was like... Do you mind... Um, doing a little deep dive there or it's okay if you don't want to yeah, about yeah. Well, like what I you mean after the story we should do a deep dive because Nash has a lot of good insight on that too okay fine, fine. You know what I'm like, re- yeah you can just surface it for now exactly for sure. we'll surface it and then we'll go deep so y'all better keep okay. listening okay yeah. so <laughs> I hit up Nash and I was like yo I'm fucking miserable and I want to like just not live and so I hit him up 
and uh, we met up for coffee at Portland Brew, Portland Brew yeah. in 12 South. And yeah, Nash got home and gets over and essentially saved my life. Wow. And so that's like, that's far. Yeah. It's pretty wow. crazy. Cause like, now, mission, though, I have chills. Yeah. Cause now, like, we're just like best friends. And obviously, we run after dark together. So, like, I forget about that sometimes. But, like, even just bringing it up right now it gives me goosebumps. Cause me it's too. like, like, this guy saved my life. Yeah. It didn't start as, like, just like some business shit. It's yeah. Like, we like, never even met, like, on business. We met on, like, dude, I need help. Like, <laughs> wow. That's so that's interesting. That's awesome. So, yeah. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you are the founder of Affinity. Yes. Or one of them. Yeah. Affinity and then After Darks, both of y'all, both right? Both of you. Yeah. If Affinity's his, After Darks, like ours. Yeah. So. Okay, so give us background on that. Affinity started five years ago, right? We were just a live music promotional group. So all I did was I would, with actually Cisco Carter, shout out Cisco, help me shout start out. it. Um, shout out Cisco. <laughs> back in 2018. <laughs> When I moved here in 2018, like I basically started. 2019, we had our first show. I was doing a show once a month, and then uh, everything started to pick up. But this is like I don't know. It all came. It was so meant to be, man. It's crazy because me and Nesh met. I got sober, and two months into getting sober, like obviously he was really like holding my hand through that, so we got really close. And then I got hit up to start doing late night stuff, and I was like, late night stuff. Like, what is Who that? Who hit you up? um alejandro oh okay. so this okay. is like the church oh and this union is church and union okay. so like this is like the start of like after dark so nesh had experience in promotions he had been doing it right i didn't have any experience in late night promotions i was a live music promoter but it's the same thing so i understand how to get people to a place for a show it's the same concept just a different market different event or and something. so affinity was going like i've been building affinity for three years at that point for almost four years and then, yeah, so me and Nash were building this relationship through sobriety, not even through business. And then we tried our first show together in... Uh, New Year's. N- New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's of, Eve of 20... Going into 2022. Yeah. And so we did that together. We partnered up. And after the meeting, I literally just, like, hit up Nash. And, like, it was like he almost said it. I think he said it before I said it. Because we met up. And I was like... He was like, yo, like, I really like working with you. And I was like, yo, I like, that's exactly why I wanted to meet up. Like, to tell you that I really like working with you. Wow. Yeah. So, like, bro, it just happened. Like, I swear. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, like, natural. It was, like, that's there was the no, like, finger lifts at all. I think we just, like, got to know each other, built a strong relationship. Like, I don't know. Like, it, and life just, like, made it all happen because wow. we, like, looking back on it now, like, we, I guess we just didn't really do anything besides exist and it just right. all happened yeah like that's there, super cool yeah and then yeah, so I just was, had no purpose and then i met him and i like had a purpose you know what i'm saying like so not were, like not like on some well like on some sentimental shit but like i was like bro yeah it was, it was, was so a, sweet don't take yeah, it was like it was like i didn't know what my purpose was and i met matt and then like i finally like found the purpose to like yeah. do life you feel me a lot oh of people, my God. A lot of people yeah. don't know this but after dark used to be affinity after dark so it was Affinity spinoff of Late Night, but it was like me and Nesh's concept. And so me and okay. Nesh worked through it and essentially we're like, this doesn't make sense. It needs a better identity. So we need to separate them. And so okay. we named it just After Dark. Like we saw the logos of when it was like Affinity After Dark. Yeah. So we took Affinity off, but it's still wholly owned by Affinity. So Affinity is the parent company. Owns After Dark. Affinity, yeah, is After Dark's underneath it. So that's okay. our... After Dark is simply Affinity's late night experience and okay. Nash like brings that to life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So are you technically Nash's boss? Technically, yes. Okay. How do you feel about that, Nash? <laughs> if, I mean, it's cool. I didn't like straight if I up in the room. He might answer it differently. No, no, no. Straight up, like I understand it, but like you, we talked about this. Like having your best friend mm-hmm. in business yeah. is like kind of like hard, and you have to distinguish like when you guys are like serious about something in the business, right. and like take your like friendship like out of it because like yeah, it'll fuck shit up. Me and Nash, right. I think me and Nash have one of the most. I have like probably four to five relationships in my life. And I'm like, that is like a real like relationship. We have such a good relationship because I feel like we've argued so much, but we know it's about business stuff and we never make it personal. And it also helps just the fact that we're both in AA. Like I, obviously there's not a lot of people that are going to understand this, but the stuff that AA teaches you is basically how to live your life in like a healthy manner through your relationships and with your like higher power. So they're like exercises that you we just have very similar techniques to manage our relationships. So like they match when Nesh is like goes out of place and like says something to me, he probably shouldn't have said he is like super respectful and will like go back and like, this is where I fucked up. And I'll be like, yeah. And this is where I fucked up. Oh, I love that. So we, we, need, to, we need to do that. We need yeah. the exercises. It's called the amends. Yeah. So like you should do that. You guys shit. just need to like do, you guys need to write need to out exactly why you're upset and like what caused it. And then yeah. you need to go to the person that did that and make an amends to them because everyone plays a part in any situation, any relationship. Yeah. No it's matter so what. Great. But I feel like you like in the group message. So you guys, we've had a group message going on since April of the four of us, like yeah. back and forth. And I feel like you sometimes will be like, Nash, come on, like get get it together or something like that. And like <laughs> yeah. I noticed that, that, and I'm like, so wait, I'm like, wait, like, like, that was kind of that was kind of mean. Email, and I feel like, like, that's like Kenna. Nash, make sure you're like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you sure about that? Like you're really gonna do that or something like that? And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, and no. Like, he, Matt Nash are similar. I feel like, and like Kenna <laughs> and Matt are similar because Nash and I, I just feel like are like this sweet little like, and y'all aren't afraid to like kind of say how it is. Nash is no, is that right? I don't know. I think Nash is like really good. I have a shorter fuse, but like as far as like our relationship, like Nash will definitely like call me out when he thinks I'm okay, like Okay, Nash will call you out. Okay, so I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like private, a, I'm like private I have like a soft heart, but like like about to fire someone, I'm gonna be like, fuck, you know, I gotta do this shit. Right. Know? But like, yeah, yeah, I just think that that's the role, right? I'm the that's boss. The role. At the end of the day, I'm the boss and right. he he's working under me. But like I think as a part of leadership too, is I try to always make sure I, and I definitely fail at this sometimes, but I try to make sure Nesh always feels like he can come to me and say whatever in a respectful way. And I'll listen. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, me and Matt have the same goal. So like whatever we, we can do to like align that goal, like that's how you guys got to like operate. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's a okay. great cherry to put on top. Yeah. I love that. Can we do a deep dive on what? the sobriety what? stories? Yeah, Nesh should, honestly, Nesh's is, like, so good. If, if you don't mind, I mean, throw you on. No worries if you don't want to talk yeah, about it. No, I, I don't ever hide it because I think I could help someone if I say it. So, yeah. Totally. But, uh, yeah, I started doing drugs in, like, 2014. Can and I ask, like, what, what kind of drugs? Like, everything I could get my hands on. Fucking Xanax, cocaine, crack, uh, box wine, whatever it is, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it, you know? Wow. Pills, anything, yeah. So, um... I just started and like, I just like remember like the first time I got high and I was like, this is how I need to feel all the day, time. every day for the rest of my life. If you ha- give me Xanax, I'll be okay forever, you know? And so that's what I thought. And so like that shit controlled my life for three years. I've been in jail six times. Um, 
as a juvenile and then one time as an adult so yeah like i could like walk into the juvenile department like dap up every like security guard in there because they knew me so well yeah when, how old were you when you went to jail for the Yo, first time 2014 age uh 2014 so i think i started getting high at 14 or 15 no 15 yeah 15 and um, so oh first time i got arrested was 16 and then i think i got arrested four more times after that in the span of a year on the fifth time i got sent to dcs custody you guys know what that is like department of child services so basically like they take you away from your mom so your mom has like no like parental rights on you and so they ship you to like this place like you ride in a bus with like like chains on <sighs> they take you i went to greenbrier north carolina south carolina i can't remember but i was just with a bunch of juveniles and we were just like in there like fucking stealing cigarettes and like you would go to school like on the campus so and you'd wear like the same color t-shirt so like that like mama told me not to sell work 17 yeah. five same color yeah. like we was literally in the same color t-shirt oh i wore God. an orange t-shirt for like three months <gasps> we were like doing crazy shit in there we were like snorting zoloft which is like a fucking like antidepressants that didn't yeah. even get you high like you would just snort it and just like be like just so you this fucking, like just so like, you feel like you're doing drugs was your mom like pissed? <clears throat> my mom was sad i remember like this is really sad but or like i remember sad, yeah. i was in the courtroom and like they had just announced that like my mom didn't have ownership she was like screaming crying and you could just see like the officer like taking me into the back and like locking me up it was do you sad. have siblings i have an older half brother yeah he mm -hmm. was in amsterdam oh, wow. oh cool yeah so yeah um basically like all that shit went down and then i started selling cocaine for like a year of my life when you got out yeah i got out and then i moved out of my i dropped out of high school two weeks before graduation so i never graduated from ravenwood because they were like you're not gonna make it you're gonna be a fifth year and i was like i'm not being a fucking fifth year and so i um i dropped out as soon as i turned 18 it was in april and you graduate in may so like like the like my birthday like i was like deuces you know and oh my god i found a place on craigslist moved to the place on craigslist right by belmont off villa place if you know where that is like with the money that you were getting from selling coke yeah you had it started that how you <laughs> yeah, yeah oh you yeah, had started yeah, that yeah i was selling like how do you have money at that age like you were selling drugs you sell drugs yeah okay got it so, <laughs> so you bought a place yeah no i, I like i like rented out a spot from this random dude i met off craigslist okay sidebar I'm sorry to interrupt, but sidebar, I have a friend that I met before I met Nesh that grew up here. He went to Brentwood High School. And just to give you guys context about like how prevalent Nesh was in like the drug like selling community, my buddy, when he got introduced, when I introduced him to Nesh, he was like- Like after Nesh is sober, obviously. Yeah, he was like, holy shit, man. He's like, that's the guy who used to sell all my friends drugs. And yeah, like, I will say like, that's what my college friends that like I met you through were like, yeah. Like yeah, Nesh was the plug. I would, I would drive. <laughs> I would this one time I took an Uber to Knoxville Shut from Nashville <laughs> to sell to a fraternity out there. I don't want to say names, but yeah. Um, and I just partied there. Oh, this one time I got drugged at a fraternity party <laughs> in Knoxville. Yeah, and I woke up in Nayland Stadium. I'm not bullshitting. Shut the fuck <laughs> this up. The I, I swear to God, I had I had no I had no phone, no wallet, a pocket full of like hundred dollar bills, and a gold chain that wasn't mine. <laughs> And I woke up soaking wet because apparently it had been raining. And I was like, what the fuck? In Neyland, like on the field or like in the chair? In the like stands? like where, where you like go into Neyland, like where there's like a bank at, like yeah. there's like a little entrance. Like I woke up like sitting like on that entrance. Thank God you didn't get arrested then. Yeah, I know, right? Fucking crazy. Shit. 
But yeah, I woke up oh, and I was like, holy God. shit, what happened? It must have been a crazy night. Oh my God. Yeah. That was when Uber was like fucking dumb cheap. Yeah. yeah. Remember? Yeah. So like so I took an Uber to Knoxville for like $75. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy like, fuck, like, it's literally $75 like, to get back from Broadway now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, it was like True. 75 bucks. So and I was like, true. that's like fucking like less than a gram for a bag of coke. Like, yeah, I'm fucking there. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Oh my God. Okay. So then. Oh my God, Ned. So yeah, fast forward. Uh, I basically um, was selling coke at this fucking house I got on Craigslist, selling crazy shit. Um, I was getting into like fucking. I was messing with like bad people. I was messing with gangs. Uh, people were like, I got robbed this one time. Someone shot a gun in my house. Were like, you ever scared? Like I'm, I'm literally so gonna die. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I my mom, my current, my counselor from my last rehab. Um, my mom like told him he was like she was like uh, yeah he's not a gangster I, I'm afraid he's gonna like die that's what he told <laughs> that's what she told my counselor and then I met my I'm counselor. so happy you're alive yeah me too honestly yeah, I'm grateful every day I wake so, up and I'm like damn so what nah. was the like the moment the realization moment um, that you needed help or were you like yeah. forced to get help they're yeah, really you like to go to rehab from the jail from being arrested and yeah stuff? so this one time I was on the way to Chattanooga to pick up a, a, a large amount of drugs and I was with this dude and we had been up for like four days like just like on a bender and so like we like we're on the way to chat and dude fell asleep at the wheel and crashed and like ran into a house <gasps> and so like I got knocked the fuck out and I woke up and like the car was smoking and like my seatbelt was jammed and like I remember like trying to get my seatbelt out and I got it out and I like opened the door the car was just like fuck we were like in this house and I tried to run and like all of a sudden I felt like this weird pain in my abs and I just like fell to the ground and the ambulance and the cops came and I was out of it for like 20 something hours and I woke up in a hospital like handcuffed to a bed and uh yeah like my family didn't know where the fuck I was and so they took me to jail I was in jail for like a week and I was like hallucinating in jail uh, because I was like coming off like a bunch of drugs. So right. like I was like imagining a bunch of shit like I was like fighting like the bed and like I thought like I had a phone in jail and I thought like one of the jailmates like stole my phone and I was like what the fuck is going on? So I was like hallucinating. So I got out of jail a week later. My mom bailed me out and I was still hallucinating and I was like so bad that like I was having like seizures and so like my mom took me to Vanderbilt and uh, I was in Vanderbilt and uh, they said that if they didn't take me like in the next like couple hours, I would have died. So I was having seizures. So they paralyzed me from the waist down. I slept for like 20 hours and I woke up in a psych ward. So, yeah. And then I went to rehab. I got out of the psych ward in like a week. Went to rehab, got out of rehab, got high. And I remember like getting high the like the time I got out of rehab, I was like so miserable. Like I just like I just like felt like a particle in the wind. Does that make sense? I felt like I had no reason to live, no purpose, no nothing. Like no one loved me. Like nobody was like I didn't have any real relationships other than like drug dealers. I didn't have any like um oh I had nothing. So like yeah, so I remember like I was gonna I went to take a drug test. I was obviously on probation after like getting out of jail. I got a year of probation. Um, so like, I remember I got called in for a drug test and I knew I was going to fail and I just like, didn't care. Like I was like ready to go to jail. Cause I was going to do a year in jail. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm, I have no like point. Like there's no like reason in my life to like, keep going, keep trying like anything I was doing. I was like washing dishes for like a job and 
Yeah, so basically, like, I went, took the drug test, failed, came back home, and I, I got, I fell asleep because I was like still high, and I woke up to an intervention. If you guys know what that is, so with basically, like, with like your mom and like to whole, like my whole family, and they like read oh. these letters and like what I'd done and like what I like money I stole and all this other shit, and so basically woke up intervention, and they were like, you can either like pack a bag and like leave and like be on your own and just like be homeless or you can like go to rehab and we'll pay for it like this time and so like yeah i put my mom through hell like my mom sold her house for me to go to rehab <gasps> oh my so god that, she's an angel yeah to rehab at this time yeah so this time i went to rehab and it was more of like a 12-step like spiritual program where you like find god i'm like very like open about god so like yeah you find god and then like you uh do the 12 steps you like work with recovery you like find out who you really are like deep down like without the drugs and like how hard was that were you dying was it 90 days it was it was four months for me and then i went to a halfway house okay yeah so yeah i went and did that and i just like found god and like found like who i really was like without the drugs and then like just like kind of just like slowly but surely like day by day i take everything day by day but just slowly like found myself and then like fell in love with myself again Aww. if that makes sense yeah and like so, you're like this is nash this is who i am I'm yeah like, this is who i am i'm and actually and no i'm gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> literally i'm like this is insane i had no idea like all this about you this yeah. is crazy i didn't crazy. know all of it either at all yeah so what's even crazier is we work in nightlife but that's a whole different well, discussion. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna get to that yeah so so yeah um i just like found god and like um you know like and you just, haven't relapsed since or have you no i haven't relapsed i haven't done any drugs the last drug i did was august 26 26 2017 yeah i love a like successful rehab story yeah like people don't make it like you know like people like this is a very rare uh disease it is a disease just want to let y'all know it is a yeah classified disease but sure. yeah it's a disease and like um yeah i think like I think there's like a 5% rate that actually make it after five years. It's like, uh, the rate goes up to like 20% of everybody who like wow. stays sober. You're at six years. Yeah. I'll be six years. next August. month. August. August yeah. 26. Yeah. Thank God you're here. I know it's fucking crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's I'm a grateful. great story that could save somebody's life. Right. Definitely. I hope someone watching this struggling with drugs. Do not be afraid to hit me up like this guy. Cause yeah. I will try there and help. As so are you super possible. close with your mom? Yeah, my mom, like, doesn't worry about me. Like, she's just, like, working on a cruise ship and just traveling for, like, the rest oh, of her life. No. She just bought... She just a bought, cruise ship? Yeah, she just bought a house in... Uh, she bought a condo in Mexico, and she's just, like, going to retire and just, like, oh. not worry about me. That's... Because like, all that's she the did best, was worry about me. That's the best gift you could ever give her. Bro, what? Yeah, like, that... I mean, obviously, I want to get her more, but, like, yeah, that's, like, the best gift I could give my mom. That she can sleep at night now. Yeah, because, I mean, she couldn't sleep. Like, she... I was just... Yeah, I was back in. And yeah. you didn't yeah. give a fuck. I didn't give Do you remember, fuck. like, how did you get your hands on your first, like, drugs? Like, do you remember? <laughs> like, damn. yeah, me and this dude were, like, hanging out, and he was, like, my best friend at the time. He was, like, bro, you ever smoke weed? And I was, like, no. You started by smoking weed. Yeah, I started by smoking weed, but it was, like, a month after, and I was, like, taking Xanax and, like. Okay. Are you still friends with people from rehab? Uh, no? Yeah, actually, a couple. Yeah, and some of them are still sober. Some of them are not, but, yeah, some of them are. Wow. Where were we just at that you saw somebody from? Bro, we were at, we, bro, we were at Zany's and yeah. this dude was the like, this dude came up to me and he was like, do you remember me? And I was like, uh -uh. <laughs> I was in rehab with him. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. 
Oh. Is he was he sober when he saw yeah, you at Danny's? Bro, he looked really like he, he looked did look good. good. Fuck, I was like, holy that's shit! Right. I was like, yo, yeah. like that's how you like this A but, stuff works, man. Yeah, if you guys like, if you guys want to see a photo of me, I'll send you the photo to put in the podcast. But Will there's, a, oh there's a photo of me that uh, of me like hey. this is me high, and this is me in reality. <laughs> let me see it. Let me see it. I need to make sure I've seen this before they see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so bad. That looks nothing like you. I know, right? It's crazy. Do you? Yeah. So you like obviously started eating healthier and working out. Yeah, I lost like eighty pounds. Oh. Yeah, and this is me. This is me like hot. <laughs> Wait, did you have? Another <laughs> brain. Right. The brain killed fuck, me, dude. Bro. That looks nothing like you. Lil Yachty was my uh, Lil Yachty was my favorite rapper. So I was like, <laughs> oh, we love Lil Yachty. I was like, I got it. I can do it. Forget the brain. For the culture. You know? Oh my yeah. god. Okay. Wow. Okay, so wait. Oh, sorry, can we move on to yeah. Matt? Well, let's just say we are so happy Nash is alive and we love you so much. Thank you for sharing your and story. He's just like, the, and like, not only like, is he now sober, but he's like the happiest, has the best vibes and oh, all of his tattoos are like the coolest thing. And like, <laughs> he's just like himself and I'm so happy. No, he's, no, like, like I truly. was looking at the photos from the party and like, I never realized your peace, love, happiness on your fingers. Like, that's yeah. the dopest thing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Let's take a break because I have to pee. Yeah, let's take a break. That was like really heavy. Today we are so excited to have our podcast sponsored by Inspired Designs Jewelry. If you know anything about us, you know that we love a pretty piece of jewelry and accessorizing all of our outfits. Seriously, you guys, whether you're shopping for yourself, your best friend, or your mom, Inspired Designs has our favorite pieces. We even got to design our own collection with them. Just for our listeners, ID is offering 20% off your total purchase using code LOVEYOUBUY. Visit their website, idoriginals.com, and don't forget to use our code and check out our collection. Now, we have heard Nesha's very vulnerable story. Yeah, it's just inspiring. Very so inspiring. inspiring. Um, we love you. And so now we'll run into Matt's. His is a little you, bit, he said his is more simple, but we still want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a, it, I mean, it's it's a story. So, but Nash is just so good. I like love it. It's such to, a like to follow it. We just love a good comeback story, you know. It's sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I started. I smoked. It's actually kind of similar. Start. I smoked weed for the first time when I was fourteen, um, in ninth grade. Uh, like I just started like experimenting with weed. I was like smoking a good amount of weed, and then I never liked drinking though because I like I I grew up around a lot of drinking, so like I always kind of resented it. But so like actually up until from ninth grade to my senior year, I was actually pretty like straight edge. Like I wasn't really doing much. Um, But my senior year is when I tried uh, Vyvanse for the first time. So I tried Vyvanse my senior year and uppers were like my thing. Like I loved uppers. Like I'm a, I don't know why. I just like, I would literally kill somebody for an adderall like i just love that shit I would so do much. bad things for a xanax man oh, see like yeah. we have different vibes like we have different drugs is the xanax a downer yeah but like if you speedball if you guys don't know speedball is you like mix xanax and cocaine it's like yeah. it's like it's the crazy. best feeling in the world like have you ever mixed like oxy we used to call them candy cane lines. we've never no, done any like, I, I used I to do weed. candy cane lines all the time so what's it a candy is, cane line so i used to get sorry mom i used to get <laughs> um i had back surgery right and so i got a shit ton of oxys and i like didn't need any of them like i have really i have pretty high top pain tolerance so i just like wouldn't take them 
And so what we do is like, I had this like fat collection of like oxys, probably like 120 like oxys built up. Cause you would just save them and get more prescription. And yeah, yeah. I was just taking them when I wanted them. <laughs> so like, I was just, you know, I'd pop like one, two, three. Cause I'd go to school. I was in, it was my freshman year actually. Now that I remember. Where'd you go? Year. NAU, Northern Arizona University. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I tried, anyways, so I tried, um, Adderall and Xanax for the first time over the summer going into college. Right and i love that shit i got to college i found a, the girl that lived above me i met her at orientation got the strongest adderall you can get which is 45 milligrams and so but she didn't know like how expensive they should be so she was selling me for like three dollars a pill so i would buy all of her script every month so i was taking like at least 45 milligrams of adderall every single day of college like every mm. day like every day and so like that was my thing my other big thing was like i had a i had a really bad like struggle i guess you'd say with like girls like in the first like few years of college what does that mean like i definitely like use it as advice like i was like just going through girls like oh, to be you honest were just going through. like i was just being a little slut <laughs> a little slut. so like sex like seriously like sex was a bad like addiction and like that's re like i mean i'm jumping the story but like the first six months of my sobriety I was completely celibate. Like I didn't even touch, look at a girl because like that was actually one of my biggest struggles okay. was like wow. sex. So like, um, yeah. So like freshman year, things got like kind of bad. And then sophomore year, I rushed, well, I started a fraternity um, and I was a president. So from sophomore year to senior year, I was a president of my fraternity and I blended in perfectly. So my sophomore year, when I turned 21 i started drinking i had up until that point i probably been drunk like once or twice really i hated alcohol because i like pushed it off and so i started drinking at the end of sophomore year when i turned 21 right and so after that like it was just like over like i was i was drinking a really good amount so i didn't really ever what get were you drinking anything anything and yeah. like like there's a picture of me on my 21st birthday and you know there's like water jugs that you use the they uh -huh. turn on, upside down on the waters and do that like i just was holding it, it was full full of beer and like that was my goal for the whole day like literally a huge five gallon thing of beer like i would drink anything like i at after parties at like 3 a.m i would be the guy that would go around and any beer that was not fully drank i would drink it yeah that's and it was a like a sign but it was a joke, right? Because I'm in college. I'm with my fraternity brothers. And they're like, ha ha, Normal, Matt's doing right? that thing where he drinks all the beer. Yeah. Even though he's already fucked up. And so, I mean, during that time, I started doing a shit ton of cocaine. I was doing like basically anything. So Really? Yes. I, but I never really got in trouble. Like, I don't know if it was just like God's grace or what. But like, I never. <laughs> That's I, just I, like, went, damn. I went to J-Yo. Yeah, so Six times. I, I got really close. Like, I jumped out of a like truck and was like hang on to the side because i was fucked up after the bowling alley absolutely not and like because like i used to do that as a joke like i just hang on the side that's not funny <laughs> no it's not funny <laughs> but anyway the cops pulled us over right and i was just Nothing like happened? i was just like i was just such an arrogant little asshole but i was just like just being super testy with him because he didn't do anything to me because i wasn't like i drive him right so i was just like hanging on the side and he was like why were you out of the vehicle and i literally looked at him and i was like i had to fart like <laughs> oh my god so like i just used to always like get out of this shit, you would get out i got a lot like really close and i the my worst thing was like driving drunk like i just always drove drunk um, <gasps> you did oh yeah all the time absolutely when but, you're like an active addiction you think you're like invincible you literally don't like and i didn't give a fuck like i ruined so many relationships 
like well not so many but i run three relationships like with girls because i literally did not care about them you didn't care more than i cared about the drug and the alcohol and sex oh my god like i would just cheat I almost fought my mom over some xanax so like yeah like physically yeah like she took like 60 pills for me and i was like where the fuck are the pills mom oh that sounds so. But like bad you couldn't help it. Like you were like, I want them. No, like it was like a it was like a need. It wasn't a want. It was what like was I need? needed it. Like if I didn't have it, like my life was like over. Yeah, yeah. You just oh like don't God. care about anything. You don't but care about like relationships. Getting, you'll steal, lie. You know, do whatever to get exactly what you want. Yeah. yeah so. So you graduated college still. Yeah, using. I, I graduated college camouflage perfectly. Again, I think it's because like my up, like where I was at, like I was in a fraternity, and so like I just right, really blended, blended in. in. And I was always a social person, so like I was just very functional. And then so I moved to Nashville, and that's when it got like really bad. Like Nashville, I was just doing like I was, a I was really doing taking acid and ecstasy, and like at the same time and going to Broadway, and that was like normal. But like I don't know. I guess not. I'm saying out loud. I guess my story is kind of crazy, but it's not as crazy because I didn't get in. Because like, you didn't get in trouble, and like you were just kind of blending in. No, this is crazy. Yeah. So like, yeah, I was just doing. Were doing you doing it with people, or just kind of like alone? Yeah, but like that's when I started really noticing the problem was when I turned when I was 22 and I moved here because yeah. I didn't care if anyone was doing it with me. Everyone else was like just drinking, socially drinking. I was like going to the other side of the bar and taking another shot after we took shots because I was ashamed Secretly? and they wanted to see that I was like drinking yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And these were nights when I was like DD. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I was, yeah, bro, I had the same shit. So like, and I just didn't care. Like seriously, like I didn't even think in my head, like you're endangering like the closest people in your life. Like your girl, ex-girlfriend now and like your best friends. I would drive around drunk. What's your relationship like with your ex-girlfriend now? Yeah, so I have three girlfriends that like I and I cheat on all of them. So like, I mean, my I'm like terrible in relationships, right? Because I've never been sober in a relationship, ever. Have you now? No. You haven't had a girlfriend since you've been sober. No. Huh? I thought you had a girlfriend at this time. Uh, not right now, but like a few months ago. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get there. Okay. So like, <laughs> so yeah, the two like the first two girlfriends I had. Like the one girlfriend I had in college, I cheated on her. Uh, we're like okay now; we just don't talk. Um, the second girlfriend I actually moved to Nashville with, um, and she moved to Nashville with me after I cheated on her with her best friend when I was fucked up. And See so, ya. and so she moved. So she moved to Nashville with me, like regardless. And so we moved she here. She liked your ass. And then I cheated on her again when I was drunk. And then she like finally left. Like eventually, like we even stayed like talking, but I went through the 12 step program and actually was able to make amends with her. And that was like really like a great feel. COVID hit. COVID was perfect for addicts. Oh, really? COVID was, think about it. I yeah. Was all we want to do, <laughs> all we want to do is be able to have an excuse to sit around and fucking drink. Yeah. And that's like, you know how everybody made the joke? Like everybody became alcoholic in COVID. Yeah. That's like funny, but the people who were actually alcoholics, like, Dangerous. We were thriving. Like motherfuckers were dying, bro. Yeah, like, like people were dying. dying because you don't have anything to do. You're just in your head. So, so like, bad. Anyways, so yeah, COVID, like it, like I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing, drinking, whatever, like all the time, whatever. Like, and by the way, I don't remember the first three fucking years of living in Nashville at all, like at all. I talked to people. I talked to like my sponsor and like NAA. I talked to people about this all the time, but like. That is probably the saddest thing about being active addiction for me and my personal story is like how many memories you lose. 
Like, I don't remember shit with, like, people that I wish I did. Like, people would bring up stuff for me in my life, like, now that I know. And it's, like, honestly kind of really pathetic. But, like, they'll bring up shit and be like, you remember that night? And I'll be like, no, I don't remember that fucking night. Like, what are you talking about? You know? And so. Wow. So, it was every day. Like, were you waking up and drinking? I was always high. Okay. Always. So, I would either I would either be On smoking weed. weed. Okay. Because here's the thing is when you wake up in the morning, for me, at least my cycle was you wake up in the morning and you're hungover as fuck because I didn't drink. You have to understand this. I did not drink once without doing cocaine or Adderall ever, ever. Like that's same. That's fucking crazy to me to even think about. Like, why would you just drink? Like, let me do everything. That's so let me like, you know, do a tab. Let me fucking like take some ecstasy. Like, why would I just fucking drink? And so. Like, when you wake up in the morning, you feel like shit. And so, like, I know Nesh, like, I mean, like, I've talked about this, but, like, first thing you do is, like, you either take your DOC, which is your drug of choice, or you... Drug of choice. Yeah, that's, like, a term in AA, but... um, And so, or you, like, get high as fuck. And so, like, I would just wake up, immediately hit my bong. So, then I'll be high, and I'm good, right? I'm chilling. And then, like, noon, 1, 2, 3 p.m. comes around, and I'm, like, starting to get less high, so I smoke again. All right drink or either just like stay high all day so like that was my like thing i was like i really can't remember a time like from when i moved to nashville where i mean it was bad you know because i was bartending i this whole time i'm bartending as my money maker are you like on drugs and hammered when you're bartending i cannot tell you a single shift i ever worked that i didn't take at least a few shots like and that's not an exaggeration like on a Tuesday night, on a Thursday oh night. Oh my God. I literally, I, I might get a lawsuit for this. I don't even give a fuck. But like I used to every single shift, I would have a bottle of whatever was in the liquor locker. I would just pick one. What's the choice for today? And I would drink half of it um, on on a Saturday and half of it on Sunday. Yeah, I used to work at Chick-fil-A. I got so barred out this one time. I was just like fucking up everyone's orders and they sent me home. Yeah. but yeah so i mean like that's just like that's just normal it's just so normal and so this whole time i'm like in a relationship because i met this girl in covid to answer your question it's like a long answer but you asked me about like girls and stuff so i met this girl in covid and like she was like awesome she's like the best girl i ever dated and she's like one of the best people i've ever met to be honest and so like unfortunately i was not ready for that and i was like i'm very selfish about it so i still jumped into the relationship and she gave me so many chances and like she caught me doing coke so many times would always ask me i'd always lie um she would like just cry because i'd get up in the middle of the night and she'd be like why are you getting up i was going downstairs to pool like i would just sit in my kitchen and then she's upset because she knows what you're doing i don't know but she i mean you know like that's girls like need the affection and like for me like i was more affectionate with the liquor and with like the drugs like i'd get up to go like smoke or to go like find cocaine somewhere like scrape it off of my fucking tray to go just back to, get, to bed did you just, sleep ever if you're on coke you never wanted to sleep because like sleeping is so much worse than being high oh when you're my active gosh. Okay. and yeah. so God. anyways yeah so that eventually ended because i guess cheated cheated yeah <laughs> so, so she left you yeah and so and then at that point Right. I've burned two relationships with girls that are absolutely amazing humans. Like that love me unconditionally, almost like love me too much. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm like alone in Nashville. I have like not really any money in my bank account because I just would blow it like at bars and stuff. And I have a business that's on the edge of like crumbling. Because that's the other thing we haven't even mentioned. I started Affinity in 2019. So like through all of this, I always use Affinity as my, it's just another excuse to camouflage my addiction. Like when I really look into it, Affinity was never anything more than a place for me to throw a party so I could get fucked up and be the cool guy for it. Like, that's all it ever was, if I'm being honest right now. Yeah. I love music with all my heart. And, like, at the core, that's why I started Affinity. But it's not, like, why I continued it. Mm-hmm. When you start doing things for the right reasons, like, things start to flourish. Yeah. So, and so, yeah. like, I was about to lose Affinity, like, for sure. And I just lost, like. Were you hiring people below you at Affinity? Or was it just you? It was just me. Okay. So, mm-hmm. it was, like, pretty easy from that point. But, like, yeah, I, uh, yeah just lost that girl and i'm like pretty miserable and so like yeah that last we i think we split up in june of 2021 and from june to september which was my last like five months being inactive i mean i was trying like ketamine like i didn't know what ketamine was yeah just offered it to me at a party and i was like yes i was like fire it's the horse thing yeah, I was doing whip it. Like I was doing shit that I just always was like stuff that like I always used to be like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I would stick to like drugs and uppers. Like I was just reckless. I mean, I was like girl after girl, like just anything to fill the void. Like just so mm-hmm. sad. So sad. I mean, so sad. So sad. And then, yeah. So, and then, um, <clears throat> yeah, the last night, September 19th of 2021, I, I was back and forth between Louisville because we we're doing a lot of shows there and shit. But um, I picked up a gram of Coke and went to Tin Roof on a Sunday. And I didn't get the Coke for anybody else, just for me. And I was like just doing it in the bathroom, whatever. I kind of remember like doing it with some people. And then like I remember my buddy who works at Tin Roof, he um, dropped a bottle, right? And it like split his arm. Like he cut his arm. So he had to go to the ER. And so I drove him like super fucked up on Coke, drove him, went to the store, got a pack of cigs and went home and fell asleep in my car with a car on at the bottom of my driveway. And I remember waking up and I'd left the window down and it was raining and it was like wet on my leg. I was like, oh shit, I'm going to go in. Pulled oh, the window shit, up. I was like, did the cigarettes <laughs> get wet? And I was like, okay, good. And so I went, oh, upstairs. Shit. I went upstairs and it was about like 4 a.m on monday morning and wait do you live alone sorry that's what i was gonna ask at this time now i had roommates okay so and then i went upstairs and yeah i just remember i was like lining up coke just ripping it and i had a big ass bottle of jack daniels and i was just and like four in the morning yeah i just sat there till about 6 a.m and eventually like started getting like hot sweats like my fucking apple watch was going crazy like um uh, heart caution rate. heart rate caution heart rate caution heart rate and i was just like and then i started throwing up everywhere yeah. and so like i was throwing up everywhere i ran to the bathroom threw up threw up threw up and i was like all right like whatever and i just went back and i remember doing more because like i just didn't i really i never felt that empty ever in my life oh. that was the worst day of my life oh. that was the worst day of my life it was a culmination of all the good stuff god had given me and me just throwing it out and ignoring it and like being like, fuck this, fuck this, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And so, um, yeah, I eventually like passed out, woke up, um, and like just looked in the mirror and it was like, 
I don't know, man. I, for me, is God. God. And he's just like, bro, you got to, like, this, you're worth so much more than this. And that day I hit up Nash. Did you DM him on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what did you say? I need help. Do you have the DM? <clears throat> yeah. Probably, yeah. Hey, man, want to ask you if you'd be up for lunch soon. I'm realizing I need to become sober and I wanted to a- just ask you some general questions if you didn't mind. To be honest, you're the only person I know who's sober, but if you aren't comfortable with it, then I totally understand. Oh, I said, for sure, bro, just grab lunch and we can talk about it. Except a day, yeah. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, so I'm so glad that you thought of Nash because like you guys obviously weren't like that talking was, uh, all the time. That was hundred percent God, yeah. So that that yeah, so that's like the story. That's how I got sober. But yeah, I got lucky because I got I had Nash, like for real. Like because we were in the same oh, industry. He had great resources that he plugged me into and it's like all each other's like angels. Yeah. no literally it's pretty cool our story is pretty cool and i i just love it so much because like neither of us would be where we're at without the other person mm-hmm. wow. that's the story of my run with drugs and alcohol it didn't go well you guys are so inspiring yeah i'm so proud of you guys both and i love you both let's be so, oh sorry go ahead i was gonna say let's be clear i'll be very clear like i said i tried to get back with that ex-girlfriend it did not work out like shit gets rocky and sobriety like we're not perfect like right oh yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. like i still do bad shit like that i have to like make amends on like but like the most important thing is you can like recognize like where you're wrong and like now i like feel emotions that i like never felt because i just didn't care and like now i give a shit today you know Mm -hmm. so like I'm grateful to like give a shit today, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's exactly. amazing. I'm grateful to like wake up and like care about people, yeah. you know, and not be like wake up and just straight to like selfishness and care about yourself. Like y'all look amazing and like that's definitely yeah. the difference is caring. So okay. how often are y'all going to AA? We go like once or twice a week, yeah. Do you go together? We used sometimes, to sometimes, yeah. But is it video or do you guys go in person? In person. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And you have different sponsors? Same sponsor. Same sponsor. sponsor. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now that everyone knows what you do um, and your stories, and your stories, how do you continue to stay sober as a recovering addict while throwing all of these party promoters of Nashville? Yes. Yeah, I mean, my intentions are like different today. Like, my intentions, like, during an event, like, aren't to get fucked up anymore. My intentions are to, like, curate a dope event for people to come and, like, have fun. That's what I want to do, like, at the end of the day. Like, I want to throw something cool to where people can come and have fun and, like, be themselves and, like, express themselves. Kind of can be twerking, like, in the pool or whatever, you know? And just, like, have, like, have fun, like, be yourself. My intentions aren't to, like, go there and, like, get fucked up. My intentions aren't to get fucked up at all. Huh? Even when you see us, like literally so fucked up. Yeah, but like, you guys are having fun. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, okay. I like I've I've had that already, and like I can't do it like how y'all do it. And that's like the hard thing to accept is like some days like I I do I used I used to like talk to this girl that was in a sorority in Alabama. She would do coke, and like I would get FOMO because like I was like, damn, I wish I could just like do that and then like wake up, be normal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like wake up and like go to work and like not forget about like what happened the night before and just like move on with my day like i can't do that like i'm not like a normal person like you can have a beer like in a social setting i can't do that like i have to have like 12 you know like i just i realized that about myself and so like i've like pushed that aside and like found that and like i'm happy for like who i am today and like i don't need that shit to like enjoy my time i'm like if you see us at our own parties, like we're having the, we're, ha- we're the just, time. we're like having the like most fun out of like everybody. Like we're like partying, dancing, like mm-hmm. I'm DJ, Matt's fucking lit. Like, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's like, and we're like sober, you know, and like, maybe like, I know like it's crazy, but like, that's why I think it's like 
becoming mm. successful is like you know like my head's on straight you know like i don't like do that shit like i treat this like a very big business you know yeah. like i think like this could be like huge you know like yeah. i'm not i'm scaling this to like something that like i'm not even imagining in my head yeah. for real yeah wow yeah we just started like oh, yeah. so, we're so like mission driven now that i like when i even think about the idea of like pick up a drink i like sometimes like physically do it with my hands but it, i always do it like in my head like i think i'm picking up a drink and i think about like like this mission that we have in my right hand and i'm like which one yeah do I want? and yeah. it's always the mission like we people don't understand this sometimes but we're certainly not there to just throw an event we're here to change the entire nightlife culture of nashville when i'm at a party people don't think about like what i'm doing in the extent that like what am i doing for like operations like i sometimes will be talking to one person at one time because i need this social group in this corner to be more active so i'll go over here and get this group active that way we can get it for a better picture like, I'm like we're like we're like thinking so like, like way nobody even more understands like, and that's fine because like we're the ones doing it so like they right. shouldn't understand but like i definitely just want that to be said like there's just not sometimes even time to think about drinking because we're so in our zone like when we used to do promotions at church and union like i remember like I would that's where I met you. Yeah, I would I would get a timer out when a group of girls that I invited came and I would time it when they left and I would write down the song that the DJ was playing to what they left to just wow. to like like get that data to like understand like okay like this isn't working or like this DJ sucks or like whatever the fuck, you know? Like just like I used to do that like regularly at church. Oh you. my god. Like, I don't, cool. like this is like a business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this for is sure. something that's gonna like set me up for like my future. For you know? Life. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's not ideal right now to like to like be like I know what we do is like kind of crazy and like people probably think we're like fucking douchebags or whatever. Like fucking no. like, no. everybody has his day. I don't yeah everybody has their day and like I I'm not perfect. But like I promise you this like this is a business and like I will literally like sacrifice everything to like make this work. So yeah. Yeah so that's I why think we, you guys are doing that's a why damn good drink. job. Yeah, th yeah that's why like the temptation Turn. of drinking is just so much lesser than everything guys, we just yeah. talked the about. last thing i ever think about at an event is getting fucked up like that is not even like on my <laughs> yeah. radar we you just know? have so much going on in our heads i'm like i'm like is this set up like yeah. is, this, is this good like why are those people you know like what the fuck's that you know <laughs> like, like oh shit can it's twerking again <laughs> yeah can it's twerking again like go <laughs> film that shit dude. like you know <laughs> like you know like oh that's my God. that's like we like this is a business and like people don't like know that like that's how we like treat it well now they do well yeah hello to the, i love you my listeners y'all hear this shit right watching, now yeah yeah, yeah that's what we do drink. so that's awesome yeah, yeah that's pretty so sick. fucking awesome i love this episode yeah can we talk about girls sure yeah sure yeah, yeah. okay so nash <laughs> oh my god starting with Nesh for everything it's great because i literally just kind of heard about you but we need to hear Ooh. your recent update like you were a cheater we need to hear the update okay. yeah so hold Nesh, what you up? recently got out of a relationship yes i did how did you guys meet at a blended pre-party that we threw and matt actually invited her oh yeah. so you knew her before Nesh did Duh. Like, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> kinda, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and then when did you start dating? 
like a week after Halloween. Okay. Yeah. And then why did you break up the first time? Um, I cheated on her. Straight up. Yeah. Okay. And we were going through a lot of other shit and we, our communication was really bad. So we were upset and we just didn't communicate that. But like, I just knew it was over. And so, yeah, I did that. And did you tell her or did she find out? I told her. We tried to get back together and like in my heart, like I couldn't get back together with her until I told her. Okay. So, so then you guys broke up You tr- or you tried getting back together yeah, and we, you couldn't. About a month later, she had like hit me up and we just started like going into like this toxic cycle of like, we're talking, we're like just friends. We're trying to figure this shit out. And this isn't working. Were you talking to other this? people? This, no, 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 no. I was talking to anybody else. No. Oh. Um, everything that she was saying is so valid and i don't want to like diminish like diminish that at all like everything that she's saying is like she has needs right every girl has needs and i just couldn't meet those needs for her at this moment in my life i want her to be happy you know yeah and like if i if i can like you know like uh support her from like afar right now like that's like the most important thing to me okay so So are you guys still friends and like like we're we're yeah we're like cool like that's still my like best fucking friend you know like yeah. that's really my best friend yo like obviously okay this boy googly eyes forget like, about me yeah it's like that's my best friend but like i can't be like involved in her life like on an everyday basis right now yeah i still love her like it's not like that's sweet yeah we love her too everyone loves her like if you meet her like you're gonna be like this is so fucking cool yeah she's amazing like i okay. love her to death but like i just i can't provide for her right now like what she needs all right so nash went into that appreciate it and thanks for getting us all on the same terms did we get her? yeah we you, got her. i think so you did a great job and so but now we're gonna switch to over to the other guy matt why am i the other, <laughs> the other guy, guy. <laughs> um okay so moving on to matt and his update with girls now he went in how he cheated three times three times on yeah. three different amazing girls and yep. so now what what are you kind of up to now are you back in the dating scene or not really yeah no not really i mean mine's pretty bland i <laughs> like i said i tried things out again with that girl from um when i was in active addiction like the last girl that i was with and it didn't line up for a lot of reasons but i mean after that i just feel like i'm in a season where a lot of things are going right for me uh, like spiritually with my relationship with God and also my relationship with um, the people I work with, so like my work environment. And then also right now, my little brother's um, visiting from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And he's so, here? yeah, so we only met one time before this. So like I met him once and he's, tw- he's 21. So like different yeah, mom or dad, different mom, same dad. So my dad is like a flight risk. So like my dad um, got my mom pregnant. And then left before she found out she was pregnant. And so he never knew I existed. My dad had no clue I was even a thing. So he like left my mom in the middle of the night. She uh, gave me his name and a list of family members. And was like, if you want to find him, you you can try. Did you grow up with just a single mom? Yeah. Okay. Me too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I found him. You found him or the siblings first? uh i found yeah i found him yeah and so i found out about the siblings and uh, i met my big sister joanna who lives in new york for the first time uh, my senior year of college and then i met him for the first time um 
I guess like a year and a half, two years ago now, a year and a half ago. And so he came and like we met and it was cool, so cool. So he's staying with you right now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to meet him. How long is he here? He's, he's here cool. For, he's here for the whole month of July. So like. So he'll be at the party? Yeah. Yay! Yeah. So like that's, and <laughs> that's, that's going to be so cool for him to see yeah. like your five year thing. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to like spill too much of his beans, but I think he's in a place, he's 21. He's trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life, which like we all are at 21. Mm-hmm. And like, I used to get so mad at God because like all I wanted to be was like a big brother, right? And like, I used to get so mad, like so mad because my mom had a miscarriage like when I was like in like third grade and I was supposed to be a big brother and I never got that. And it turns out my entire life I've been a big brother. Oh. So it's like pretty cool. So well, like, now you crazy. can be. So like, like, so like everything's just lined up. Like, I don't know, God just really put this in my life at the perfect time because I'm coming out of this thing, like trying things again with this girl and it's just me in my life right now and things are going well for me in my personal life and now i have this kid who like i obviously love and who i hope to leave a lasting impression on and he's in my life right now stay in my house because i have an extra bedroom so like i told him i was like pack your fucking shit come live with me for a month i got him a job he's working he's at work right now where uh ophelia's downtown no way nice so i got him a job and like that's that's where my attention is it's with him and with work um so yeah 20s are like uh a weird like time for you because it's like you kind of have to be selfish because like everyone's trying to like grow whatever they're doing so like you have to like sacrifice and like i had to like sacrifice a lot of things to like make my like actual dreams come true you know and then everything aligns you know like everything always aligns so yeah it's crazy wow like it's crazy how it unfolds it's so crazy like god has like shown me the craziest life ever in the last six years of being sober and that's why sobriety is so cool because i walk into a room full of guys like once a week that uh have like similar stories in nash and despite what you might imagine like or might think there's like crazier stories in this and way crazier like you see these guys that everyone wrote off as losers that everyone gave up on like everyone and like god wasn't telling them and like i have like goosebumps right now but like i don't know it it's really cool the way everything's aligned right now yeah when i like when i was like going through the relationship like problems and like we had broken up and like i had i cheated and like I went to a room and like uh, I went to an A meeting and I, I sat in the A meeting and this dude was sharing about how his like like he's going through a divorce and his kid's about to die and like I was just sitting in this meeting like all my problems like just didn't feel like that big you yeah. know it was just like crazy to hear like what that dude was going through and for me to just sit there and like be full of like guilt and like self-pity and like just like miserableness and then to hear like someone else's story it's like damn dude like you really don't really know like what anybody that you like come in contact with is going through yeah so it's like, like you know, just like be kind of loving like every fucking day yeah. you know what i'm saying like, like let's be real with one another and get to know each other's pains and struggles because that's where humanity lies i yeah. mean you can put all this other shit aside you can put after dark throw it the fuck away throw it away throw affinity away throw everything away at the end of the day like these are just channels for us to connect with people and hopefully give other people purpose like that's what it's about like that's not i don't give a shit about affinity seriously like affinity is just a name it's about the people behind it like nash and like my team and the people that i've been exposed to the people have helped my life the people whose lives i've helped that's what life's about and like we so often forget that shit and that is so sad that's sad to me because at at the end of the day we're all gonna die 
Like seriously, we're all gonna die. Yeah, like, I know that's like a crazy bomb to drop, but your money ain't going with you. Like nothing's going with you besides the impact you leave on the people that are still here. And if you're focused on anything else, then you're fucking wasting your time. Yeah. And like every day, like people are looking for like that, like miracle or like, you know, like something to like happen in your life. And it's like, dude, the miracles, there like every yeah. single day. Life is so beautiful. Like, like, the, I, like every day, like it's a miracle. Like you just have to like look for that shit. Like, yeah. damn, like, you know, like, like I'm just, yeah. Like you just like you, I think that, yeah, I think that everything that you need is right there all the time. Yeah. It's just you choose to not see it. Like, I'm just so grateful for, like, Nesh. And I didn't see that before, like, before I went to AA. So, it's just dope. I just yeah. am so grateful for, like... And, like, someone who watches this might, like, you know, like, relate to, like, what we're talking about and, like, be like, holy shit, like, these guys, you know, like, and, like, every day, like, I just, like, try and, like, help another person, you know, like, I've I've been a sponsor. I don't know what you guys know what that is, but it's basically like you guide someone through the 12 steps. So you're not a drug and alcohol counselor, but you are like someone that like helps them kind of like what I do with Matt. But like, I've done that with like 30 plus people, you know, and like, really? I've had, yeah, I've had like sponsees die. Like I've had like people like yeah, relapse. Like I've, I've literally like witnessed it all. And like, you know, like just to see that and just be like, yeah, damn. Like, you know, I'm actually like one of the few that like can like, keep going every single day so like when someone that you're sponsoring relapse like what do you do you fucking let them experience it for themselves because there's nothing you can say to an alcoholic to make them change their mind unless they want to change yeah it's like it's like saving someone who doesn't want to be saved yeah yeah you just have to let them go and they'll come back or they'll die Mm. it's sad yeah let go and let god yeah like 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 honest to god like there's only like three places you can like end like in out like being an alcoholic or a drug addict and it's like jails institutions and death like that's it like those are the only three places like this is the only like solution that i was given and like this is the only solution that's ever worked and like i've seen it work on other people like and you know i'm gonna take it day by day you know and that's just like today you know like i carry a chip on me that says like 10 minutes you know and like everyone carries like one year two year three years over chips you know there's like chips like people yeah. have mm-hmm. yeah like, i got this chip and it says 10 minutes because like i have to remember that like tomorrow like i might wake up and like do drugs again you know what i'm saying so it's like you just have to like take that shit like day by day so yeah day by day one day at a time 10 minutes I at love a time it. yeah oh 10 minutes at a time we just went on a crazy rant yeah I, I love it. it it was so good, it was so good. We, anything you want the listeners to know piece of advice best when does this episode drop next monday, monday. um oh. basically um pursue your dreams never give up manifestation is real um so as long as you put action into that manifestation it will always come true um and i fully believe that um and you can do whatever you want in this life and if you're struggling with anything in this life uh related to drugs and alcohol or anything just hit me up and i will be glad to help i feel like you hit the nail on the head man i i mean my my whole thing is like just outwork everybody and like when you're when you're sad like get up and like work towards what you want to do like yeah, don't sit in the sadness go help get someone up, get out of bed angry yeah. like get up and work and when you're tired get up and work and trust god and, and never give up literally always trust god yeah. no matter what you're going through yeah and let yourself not be perfect that's it yeah perfect well well thank you guys so much this was one of our favorite episodes ever one so of, you guys I or we actually were... sorry it was our favorite 
It's our favorite, favorite episode, episode to date. Oh, um, you, you guys are you hear that, Nicole? inspiring, <laughs> funny, that, Nick? hot. Come to Nicole party. We love Nicole. Nick's our boy. Yeah, we're also Bye, doing Daddy. a party with Nicole yes. on July 20th at Old Glory. Thank you guys again. You guys are so inspiring and amazing, and we love you so much. And now you have to say love you bye in your mic. Love you bye. Love you bye. Love you bye.